So when you invert a ketchup bottle, this is the plastic squeezable ones. Mm. All the air goes to what it was previously the bottom, now the top. And then when you bring it out of the refrigerator and you reinvert it, all that air warms up faster than the ketchup. So then when you pull the cap off, oh, if you're yep. not careful, ketchup shoots right uh, out. Yep. So keep it down. So keep it inverted. Keep yes. It, keep it down. Or just have your mouth like really close to the ketchup <laughs> spout when you, oh, when you open it. Oh, the thought of a mouthful of ketchup. <laughs> it's really good. Oh, I mean, no. it, just think about how bad it works with the mayonnaise jar. <laughs> uh. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks, and today, passing the torch. Passing the torch. <laughs> the, the torch is passed. We passed the tor- that torch. Yeah, that, that mm-hmm. torch has been passed. This mm-hmm. is a post-passed yeah. torch. Post. Exactly. <laughs> and if I yeah. can figure out what I meant by that, I'll let you know. Yes, welcome to Leah and Cassie, owner and former owner of <laughs> Lattice Bike Shops. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both so much for coming in tonight. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, real quick. For those of our listeners who are listening from abroad, I know that Gladys is near and dear to the hearts of many Portlanders and, and has a has a long <clears throat> and storied past and history. Uh, for those listening from out of town who might not have heard about Gladys before, uh, what is it and what does it aim to do? In addition to what being a pretty swell bike Gladys shop. Or, or, or not even addition, just what is Gladys? Cassie, I'm going to let you do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gladys Bikes is a women-focused and women-owned bike shop. Um, but it has expanded from that, from its origin, to just being an all-inclusive place where everybody fits in. And it is a community-building spot where folks get to come in uh, Tuesday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and we do things for cyclocross, different events. Um, and Gladys Bikes has just become so much more of like a beacon than just a shop, for like a beacon for inclusivity and things of that nature in my opinion would you say so Leah I think so yeah I hope so I'll I'll back that up that was the goal (laughs) totally goal goal well said well in in preparation for the um, interview I was going through my Google reviews last week and just was like oh yeah I can't I forgot I left a review for Gladys like way back in the day oh no really nice one yeah well in a what like it was it was nice because the shop's great you know Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, so like that experience just like yeah, just looking at like the start of Gladys, kind of like where its origin story is, and just seeing it stay true to that the whole way through um, has been a really like enjoyable thing. And you know, obviously, you two are there putting in the hard work every day, but I I think it does speak towards its its greater nature. Gladys is more than just the sum of its parts in in the way I see it, for sure. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Sweet. I think that's fair. So if you're if you're having bike troubles in Portland or if you're not having bike troubles or a friend's having bike troubles and you're not in Portland, yeah. Gladys is a pretty cool spot to go check out. Um we talked on the show I was in Gladys and one of the functions it serves with is also a bike fitting studio. 
Um, so we had Natalie give me a bike fit a couple of weeks ago, and that was really fun and has been very useful to my cycling habit as the last couple of weeks have gone by. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff you can do there. Um, and yeah, we just wanted to get together and chat and, um, just kind of talk about the roadmap, sort of look back on the past work that's done and, and look forward to the work that has still yet to be done. Um, and some, some of the exciting directions that Gladys is headed. Um, I, I don't have anything necessarily to start it off, but I guess I, I would be curious, um, like in the sense of maybe where your mind was at, Leah, um, back, I guess, around when I posted my review, if, if we go timeline wise, <laughs> like what picture yourself back in that time. Uh, do you know, do you know like, when that was? Uh, I think that was within like the first five or six months of the shop being open. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right about. I remember it was, you bought a t-shirt. I did. And look, <laughs> fun fact, I, this embarrassing fact, I <laughs> can recall every single review from every single platform that was left for Gladys. Oh, goodness. So just as a reminder to all of us, like businesses actually pay attention and they mean a lot. Be careful with your words. Yeah, <laughs> <it does> matter. <laughs> but um, yeah, first five or six months. So... Where was I at? That was the question. Yeah, I guess where was where was your state of mind? And uh, looking back, uh, you know, how how was it? How was the run? Oh my gosh! Okay, opening up Gladys. I always describe it the same way because it's the truth, which was that I had all these grand plans for what it was going to feel like and how I knew it was something that was going to be useful to people, and I felt very confident about it. And in my mind, I just had to put this good idea out there, and then the people would come. And um, then because I knew nothing about running a business or a bike shop, I opened in October, which is like the beginning of the <laughs> slow season. Yeah. And um, so seriously, what it felt like every day is that feeling of when you plan yourself a birthday party and no one shows up. Oh, wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that. Um, so the first six months were really hard, honestly, of just kind of getting through it and questioning, is this the right thing? You know? And um trying to figure out how to get the word out there so that we were calling in the appropriate people. So when you came in within those first five months, I was probably just feeling extremely gracious that someone had walked in (laughs) and thought that we were doing something worthwhile. Um, So thank you. Yeah, Yeah. of course. It was was very opportune. I was doing the wheel building course uh, with Jude and the folks at Sugar Wheelworks. So it was a very quick and easy stop next door. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this was the, the old stuff. shop. Yeah. The old shop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We were there for... Oh, my gosh. Like, less than six months. So. I, I've i only been in that shop, like, once, and it was honestly with Brock to introduce ourselves. To ask? To ask, will you be on the show? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, then you moved. Then, I, then we moved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was in um, the hub building on Williams, yep. so in between um, Beach and Failing, and that's where Sugar Wheel Works used to be. It's also where um, Sweet Pea, so Natalie mm-hmm. had her initial fitting studio, was in there. And yeah. wow, what a powerful building that must have been! It was a powerful. building. Yeah, that's power. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, good spot. And also just down the street, well, up and down the street. I feel like Williams in general is just kind of like a. It's very bicycle centric, not only in that it has a large bike lane, but there's a lot of builders that are along Williams. Uh, yeah. There's also Hopworks as well, which is not a builder per se, but they have a lot of nice frames in their mm-hmm. bike bar. Like, yeah, there's that kind of like powerhouse along Williams. Um, 
in moving the shop, did, was it sort of outgrowing the space or, or felt like um, you wanted to serve needs a little bit closer out into the Alberta district? Oh, no, it was entirely just because I had made a poor decision. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I learned... Wait, was the move the poor decision? No, or... no. The... That so, was to make up for the poor decision. I... I learned so many lessons along the way. This was a really important one, which was that real estate developers, though wonderful people, it is their job to lie a lot of the time. Mm. Because in order to fill a space um, and have it built, they need to have tenants before they can even start building. And so there was this new building that was going to be going up on Vancouver at Vancouver and Shaver, I think it was. And I was really and Vancouver is sort of the mate to Williams. Williams <laughs> runs north, Vancouver runs south. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so I was really stoked about the space. They had sold me on it. And um, I we'd been talking about it like eight months prior to the opening of Gladys. And in my mind, like my dad's a builder, I knew that things can get built in that amount of time. I'm like, oh, yeah, eight months from now, it's, of course, going to get built. Um, long story short, the building is still not built, ah. but I had made all of these commitments to like hire people and with vendors to open. And so mm. the developer was very kind and was like, well, what if I just give you this space, you know, oh, okay. and you can just go month to month in there. Oh, wow. And I was like, OK, I guess I'll have to make that work. So as soon as I moved in, I knew that it was just temporary and I was just fighting tooth and nail to find somewhere else to move into. So in addition to trying to start a business and make it work while it was in that space, I was looking every single day to move somewhere else. So um, I think I did manage to tell a good story, though, about like, oh, we outgrew our initial location. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was maybe the glossy version. The, the reality was just It kind of sounds like you were outgrowing or had outgrew the location before you even got there. I mean, potentially. That's a yeah. really nice way of putting it. I think really what it comes down to is I'm willing to admit now I had no idea what I was doing when I opened, <laughs> you know, and so I ended up in this not ideal situation. And but better spot now. Mm -hmm. Better spot now. Mm -hmm. And it yeah. makes for a great story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of stories, uh, when Gladys opened, many Bike Portland readers and local newspaper readers will recall um, I wouldn't, it wasn't like typecast per se, but just the focus on being more of a female focused bike shop. Like, I remember that kind of blew people's minds at the time, or at least like blew, blew people's minds more than I felt like should, yeah, than it should have, you know? It's just like, I know that we had talked a little bit like back in the day. And it's like, yeah, we're like, we're a bike shop, right? But we're also, we have this other focus and we have this more defined focus because, and I'm not, don't want to put words into your mouth, but I, I got the impression that, um, you know, overall, within the Portland bike shop scene, there are a lot of places where people can feel welcomed and people can feel safe. But it doesn't mean that everybody who goes into a bike shop is feeling welcome and feeling safe. And so Gladys was, in a way, looking to serve and to be that kind of place for those that might not have felt it otherwise available. Um, have you noticed, like, attitudes towards that change over time? Or have you noticed things sort of settle in in terms of, like, the identity of the shop and where it might be today versus what it was written as then? Yeah. Well, okay, there are a couple of questions in there. That's true. I'm going to yeah. tackle I, I threw a few at you. <laughs> okay. So in terms of the way that people reacted to it, I think um, 
it was responding to like what I was putting out there and that there was a very clear focus in that I do not want to say at all that it's not like there weren't shops or programs or organizations or teams that were serving people who weren't men before Gladys came to be. But what I will say is Gladys very strongly focused on it and like named it and called it out. And I think that's something that people weren't used to seeing Um Locally and, you know, more broadly in the bike industry was just like being explicit about who was going to be invited in. A lot of times the way that um, shops are explicit about who's invited in is like, what type of riding do you do? You know, it's very much focused on the bike instead of the person, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And so I think it was just a different way of talking about it, perhaps because I did not come from the bike world. You know, I came from the nonprofit world where we talked about people first, where we talked about programming, where we talked about how people's lives were going to be affected. And so it wasn't even like this planful thing about the narrative for Gladys. It was just kind of naturally how I was talking. And I think I realized looking back on it, I'm like, oh, I guess it was a little bit different than what people had been used to. Nothing revolutionary that I was doing. I was just coming from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of how the industry views me now or like views Gladys now, I I think it's safe to say the shop is less of a unicorn. Like when the shop first opened, there was kind of this rush to for press about it because it was like, oh, this is someone that's using different words and talking about like labia, you know, and talking about like um, using words like trans and cis and women and talking about gender and putting it out there. And at the time, that was a little bit novel. And I feel really grateful that that's not that special anymore, mm-hmm. nor <laughs> yep. should it be. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. I think and it's not to say that Gladys is like responsible for this shift. But I think that we are part of a shift that's been happening over the past like 10 years of various different um, shops and organizations from around the country pushing. I would say you were at least ahead of the curve. I'm Midwestern and I'm not very good at taking compliments. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to deflect that as best I can. But thank you. (laughs) Definitely ahead of the curve. Yeah. Or at least a like right along with other folks in different regions of the country. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. it seemed like at the time there was this sort of intentional movement in not just the bike industry, but just in general to change the way we talk about people. And, the, and um, it seemed to be like the vocabulary was shifting. 100%. And, and I feel like that dovetails into the second part of the question yeah. Guthrie had, which was about um, like the way that the shop is described and like what its focus is. Because um, when I started it, I was coming from working at an organization that was very women focused. And so um, Oregon Trades Women is what it's called. It does education and advocacy for women in the building construction trades in the state of Oregon. And so I think I was used to using very specific kinds of language as it related to gender. And um, so I called it women-focused, you know, as a way to call people in that way. Um, And it it worked and people got it. However, it was pretty quickly, like within the first few months, that I recognized that it was not just um, cis women that were walking through the door. Mm. Um, It was people who, you know, were all across the gender spectrum. And I think... The opening of Gladys in 2013 coincided with um, a very necessary national awakening, or if if not national, at least local awakening, in which we were starting to um, recognize like that the gender binary is kind of breaking down as it should be, or never perhaps existed at all. And we're learning new language for how we should be respecting who people are. And um, I think 
I feel really fortunate that we had customers come through that um, were willing to put their identities on the line and help me figure out how to do better in terms of serving them as a shop. And so really quickly, the language went from being women-focused to we would talk about gender-inclusive or, you know, just do as much as we could to describe what the shop was through through pictures and through action rather than defining it with certain terms that related to a certain gender, mm-hmm. um, not wanting to leave certain people out because of it. And I think it's really benefited who's in the community today um, because it's not just cis white women, which is, I think, who it would have been if we had continued to just lead with the, the women-focused message alone. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's sort of like, the, I guess the way I picture it is... Um a a dam that bursts you know you, it starts with a little bit of the water over the top but then soon enough there's other parts of it that are like coming down and being sort of swept away and like maybe the women first was the first bit of water over the dam but it didn't mean it was the entirety of what the the focus of that was or i, I mean i think to be fair it was just that i was speaking from my own experience i see so it's not even that like it was the start of the dam bursting. It was just like, oh, this is me. Okay, I'm creating a shop for myself. Gotcha. And then, <laughs> then once I'd done that, I was able to look out and be like, oh, there are people who aren't me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it didn't seem like it was controversial in the sense that there was a lot of pushback. It seemed like it was um, maybe not controversial, but there was a lot of welcome and almost like refreshing. Like, oh, Finally, there's a there's a bike shop that isn't kind of a fairly narrow thing of what a lot of people view bike shops as, especially if you don't necessarily fit into what would be a normal biker type person. Yeah, I I think that's that's pretty accurate. I as much as I want to like stay positive with it, I think it's also worth noting that there definitely was it wasn't a um, heartwarming response like from everyone there was definitely a lot of eye rolling and a lot mm. of like pat the head like oh, oh really that's adorable oh. that she's doing that that's mm-hmm. so cute mm. you know and i think it took a while for the shop to be taken seriously instead of just being seen as kind of a gimmick to be oh. honest like a lot of um a lot of people who i don't think realized how mean they were being would make comments about like my women's shtick or whatever you know, like I got that woman thing. And oh, I think yeah. a lot of times it was um, men from the industry who probably felt some amount of insecurity about the amount of attention that the shop was getting, which I understand because it was getting a lot of attention. But the way that it was coming out was instead of respecting that maybe we were doing something different, maybe the community that, you know, that came to Gladys was helping us, you know, move in a different direction that was kind of cool. Maybe there actually was something to it. It was easier for them to be like, oh, it's just because. Of the oh, marketing. I see. What you're the right yeah. factor. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. There were definitely. Yeah, I, I can remember too some folks who were uh, comments on local boards and forums and that kind of deal. Like, wasn't always the shiniest place to go hang out. No. Uh, when when that kind of stuff was happening, I think it is nice that it has sort of stood the test of time because I think what I see when I go into the shop now is just. Um, you know, imperceptibly, people feel more, or it looks like people feel more confident, more relaxed, more just like, no, like, hey, this is what we do. Like, you've you've gone through those those trials and those tribulations of kind of just getting it felt out. And now it's just like, ah, yeah, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the sense that I get, at least when I'm when I go into the door. 
Oh, yeah. Because if you were there within the first six months, what you were probably picking up on was a bunch of people standing around like, what in the hell are we doing? (laughs) 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 What is this? Why did I do this? Am Mm. I doing this right? Am I selling you the right T-shirt? Is this actually the right size? Am I supposed to be asking you something different about this T-shirt? Should I be saying something that sounds bikier while I'm selling you this T-shirt? Like, do I look I'm, appropriately I'm just the bulky? That, I think like on my end, I'm just the person that reads about this sweet shop that's doing all of these things. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's awesome. I want to go buy a shirt. Like I might not get anything else there. But like, you know, I just that I'm, I'm a big local business person in terms of like support and showing up. Um, so, yeah. I was happy to be able to do that early on. Um, so talking about the shop and where it is now, uh, Cassie, where do you enter onto the scene? Yeah, I mean, what? pretty recently, obviously, as you all know. Um, so I came, I'm coming into Gladys or came into Gladys already being this beautifully established shop that is um, sustainable and profitable and... Um, something that anybody working in like any shop setting could come in and relate to in terms of there's the service and then there's the bikes and then there's the customers and the saddle library is kind of the only uh, thing that just took a little bit of a learning curve in terms of stuff that I wasn't cozy with or didn't do on my daily. Um, And so, yeah, Leah and her team obviously did like a great job at just making a beautiful bike shop that was something that I could come in and just be like, hell yeah, like I'll totally be a part of this and I'll totally take it on into the next thing. Um, and so I'm I'm running a bike shop. It's called Gladys. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So yeah. did, did you two like know each other or did you just stroll yeah. in one day and you're like, this is a great shop. That's like, yeah. I want to be a part of this. A million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I will take over this shop yeah. now. We, we knew each other. Yeah, we knew each other. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we met probably around the time that Gladys first opened, like seven years ago. Gotcha. Yeah, Yeah, through her wonderful partner, Graham, and the Community Cycling Center, we met just through good folks and kind of stayed in touch randomly throughout the last seven years. And then I decided to go like full speed ahead into the bike industry, um, which I was only ever tiptoeing into the past six years that I've known Leah. And since 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 going like full speed ahead, I've just been able to like stay a lot more connected with folks like Leah and be in Portland mm-hmm. and connect with people on like a deeper bikey thing. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Got the, the bike sense. Mm-hmm. Um what what is uh what excites you about this new role? What what are you looking forward to? Yeah, I mean it's amazing to be in a space that is so welcoming and um to facilitate, like I'm, a, I'm a huge facilitator, and so I love facilitating spaces for all folks, um, whether it be storytelling or bike rides or building things or climbing. Like I really like just like facilitating things for people, um, and so to have my job and a place that I now own, which I haven't like owned a thing really ever. Um, it's so weird to get used to saying, it's right? Weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. So weird. We'll, we'll um, let you get in some good practice. Today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and now owning a space where it's just my daily to have folks come in and just like feel like they they like walk in the door lighter, like they just feel like better about talking about themselves um, because of the story and the narrative and the depictions that Leah and her team have been able to put across the past seven years. Um, 
And so what excites me is just like, it's a fun job. And, and I'm really excited to be able to do that for the foreseeable future. Um, bikes were always a fun job. I was, I was, a, a, wrenching is like great. Um, getting people on bikes is great. And like, it's, I'm very lucky that that is something that excites me just in the very bland sense of bikes and wrenching and it doesn't really matter where I was. I think I could have like had fun in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for it to be at Gladys is like in itself very exciting, mm-hmm. let alone just like the minuscule tasks of the day. I'm just like, oh, this is cool. I yeah. like doing this. This <laughs> Make, is fun. Makes it nice to show up <laughs> yeah, each day. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And you've been in the shop and it's just like it's such a cute space. It's freaking it's a nice place to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good place to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So taking over in the in the hostile corporate world. <laughs> um, which is Gladys. Which yeah. is yeah, which is Gladys Bikes. Uh what were some of your reservations and what were some of the things that that you were like, oh yeah, I definitely want to take on Gladys because of X, Y, and Z? Yeah. Um, it's a good question. There were a lot of reservations and Leah and I were and we're very transparent about those reservations um, from the get-go. One is obviously like the risk of owning a bike shop in itself yeah. is something pretty scary to invest your time and money into. Um, and which is even why even crazier that like Leah started it like from nothing <laughs> to what it is now. Cause like, that's a lot harder than taking over something that's successful already. Sure. sure. Um, you feel like the the momentum of the previous successes could carry you versus like starting from scratch. Yeah, like I don't like just like the simplest thing. Like I don't have to think of where to hang bikes. Bikes are already being hung up there. Right, you know, right. like just even little things like that, or like this is the service area, or stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. all stuff that um, the previous Lord of Gladys. <laughs> uh, did and 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 the team and um and folks that helped uh so yeah but like just honestly like very blanket like risks were just bike shops is it a sustainable thing like um with the way the economy is going and it's bike shops are always like up and down up and down um it's just a it's a big uh kind of question mark um, sure and here in Portland, we've seen like a lot of shops close down recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wondering if we were going to mention that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Like it happens. Um, businesses in Portland, businesses close all the time. I'm, I've lived in a few different neighborhoods where I'm like, oh man, I really want to go like eat at this place that I remember eating like just like last year. And like, this is the time of year that I want to eat there again. Let's just go like get nostalgic about it. And it's yeah. not there. And it, <laughs> yeah. And that's that's like, happened. Yeah, yeah. It just happens. Um, and that's just the way that it is. You know, we make mistakes or Things happen with families or things happen with landlords. Um, or I think before I owned a business, I always assumed that when a business closed, it was like a failure of some kind, mm-hmm. which now having owned a business, I realize it's just a job, yeah. you know, and you're allowed to decide that you're done with, with doing that thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think seeing like some of the shops that have closed, perhaps they've closed because they didn't have enough business. You know, perhaps it was because of, you know, some reason outside of what they wanted. But I think so many people just maybe decide this is no longer the lifestyle that I want. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we forget about that when we talk about closures as though they're like gloom and doom all the time. Thank you for making that point as well. Yeah, because I don't want to. And that and that what I that's also like something that I mean, that is a risk. Like, what if I don't want to do this anymore? You know, in like four years, like what if I'm just like, oh, you know, it sounds really cool. Like making pancakes all day. 
Like, mm-hmm. that sounds great. I don't know. Um, Gladys pancakes. Gladys pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> delicious. Ready. Yeah. I am ready. <laughs> Too often the kitchens of pancake houses are run by men. Cis men specifically. I don't know that to be a fact. So I don't, I don't know anything yeah. about the pancake Yeah, industry. I don't know. I can I'll be learn. Real. It's perfect. I can learn. Yeah. 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 I am ready to tackle it though. Yeah. Get into something you don't know. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I've been um, telling people I'm getting into Jello shots, but maybe yeah. it's pancakes. <laughs> Jello shots. Maybe that's your crossroads. Yeah. Hey, grab some pancakes and some jello and shots. Jello shots. You, just you can get drunk and those... cure it at the yeah. same place. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so not uh, not really into it a little bit, but what excites you about not not being part of the day to day? What are you what are you into these days, Leah? And and what are you able to do now or planning to do uh, that you've passed on the torch? Um. Well. Um... The things I've been telling people. But one was I, I have been we telling people. We won't know people, if you're. If... I'm starting a craft Jello shop business, okay. and it's um it's not going to be location based. It's primarily going to be catered, yeah. and so it will do pop ups at different places. I just feel like that's really a niche that we could fill, and it's something that I see that we could export out. Like I haven't figured out the laws yet to know how we could travel <laughs> over state lines, but I'm pretty sure we could ship pre made Jello shots mm-hmm. from Portland, and I feel like that's something people could latch onto, and it could be like the next voodoo. Nice. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, one thing I've told people. Another thing is that I'm actually taking over Concordia University and I'm starting <laughs> a new kind of higher education. Yeah. Um, For those outside of Portland, Concordia is a university that recently <laughs> closed here. Yeah. Yeah. They just, it, like, suddenly, it was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to take it on. Yeah. So um, this big, beautiful building. Yeah, that's, yeah it is. Who, that's like it's the gorgeous. So, so you were the one buying so up housing. all those lots I saw. It was me. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how if you speak confidently but are full of shit, that like you can get people, people will to just believe be like, you. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah like, jello shots. Okay. Yeah, no, neither of those things. But no. <laughs> um, this month I am um, experiencing uh, retirement which is different and something to get used to. I think um, uh, filling out those Medicaid forms are pretty hard. ARP. Yeah. yeah. They are a bear to deal with, let me tell you. <laughs> but those magazines are all right. Yeah. I do love the magazines. We get them for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, well, I went into March saying that I had, um, a theme for the month, which was leisure, and that I was just going to try to like lay low and enjoy myself and not make too many plans. But I have added an addendum onto that to say that March is my month of leisure and public crying, <laughs> just <laughs> because yeah, I'm very excited to have been able to pass the shop on, like to Cassie specifically Mm -hmm. it's exactly what i feel like is right for the shop and for the community and everything that i hoped could happen with gladys but it's still it's challenging to distance myself from something that was so integral to my identity and existence and um i mean how many people have come up to you on the street and been like hey gladys oh my god yeah yeah i don't even know how many people think (laughs) that my name is gladys and Mm. so it's um it's just weird get ready for that get ready it's happening Mm. already i'm sure Mm. (laughs) yeah sometimes just answer to it it's easier Mm. (laughs) um so this month i think i'm uh equal parts trying to enjoy not having the same responsibilities as i did before and also giving myself time to mourn 
like mm. the end of an era for myself. Like to be able to say, I'm really proud that I built something and it's a little bit sad to walk away, you know, mm-hmm. even though like even the best decisions can be hard. So. Yeah. I'd like that you mentioned mourning because it's like, you know, there's theoretical phases, etc. But like that's really just right after the event, you know, I think those those come back over time and you'll have this thing that like reminds you of this or reminds you of that. And it'll be a few years down the road. But being present and aware at this point kind of sets yourself up in like a very kind way to encounter those recurrences. Yeah, um, I, I think, think so. I think that's very smart. That's very compassionate Thank to yourself. You. I mean, also, I have no control over it. Yep. It's like embarrassing <laughs> story. <laughs> On the very last day that I was there, it was last Sunday, I thought that I was just fine, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it was like at 4 p.m. and we closed at 5, that all of a sudden the weight of it hit me. I'm like, oh, my God, this is like the last time. I'm not coming back here. Yeah, this yeah. is the last hour of me like being the owner of this place. And... um so I was just trying to hold it together and trying to hold it together. And like every second I thought I was going to cry. I was going to the bathroom so much. Kathy must have thought like I just was constantly having to pee. And you talk about bathroom stuff. I know. There was bathroom yeah. talk. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it just started to hit me. I'm like, oh, God, it's happening. This is actually coming to an end. I think up until that point, I'd just been excited about the transfer and wanting to make sure that it felt good for the community and for Cassie and forgetting that I'd have emotions. And then Graham, my partner, walked through the door at like five minutes before closing. And I was like, that asshole. Because it was like, you know, you know when you're a kid and you're like sick or you hurt yourself and you're okay until like your parent walks into the room and then you start Mm. crying. That was my experience with Graham being there. And it was just like total breakdown. As Cassie knows, I cried so hard, I gave myself a bloody nose. And then then I asked them both to leave and um, so I could be in the shop alone. And um, uh, You yeah. did the whole, like, goodbye to all the well, all yeah, stuff? No, worse than that. Like. <laughs> worse? <laughs> what song no, I mean, that, like, as a compliment. I thought that was cute. I went over to, like, the computer to put on a song. There was no thought behind it. It was just, like this robotic impulse that I went and turned on Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey (laughs) and just like collapsed onto the floor crying. And it was one of those times when I couldn't decide if I was doing it because it was a genuine show of emotion or perhaps because I'd like seen this scene in a movie before Mm -hmm. and I was replaying it. (laughs) But um, anyway, yeah. So that I'm feeling those things. March. Yeah, you you guys are talking Uh, to us in like a very like fresh very fresh turn of the page right it's Mm. like it there's a lot that can be said about what's happened and what i will do in this space and um with gladys but it's just still so fresh which is really exciting Mm -hmm. so yeah good timing on your part it's awesome real raw real raw (laughs) yeah raw. that's that's what we're known for right here but raw hard-hitting raw journalism like (laughs) the other end of it is tuesday was the first day that like I had off that I normally would yeah. be going to work, and I spent it sitting in my underwear watching TV while yes. smoking a joint and drinking coffee at the <laughs> same <laughs> time. Yeah. That's fantastic. Got those good vibes. Yeah, that's yeah, so totally. good. <laughs> Leisure. Yeah, I'm so excited for you for this. Like, just March is just, I'm so excited yeah. for you. Like, the the earth feels like it's rotating, like, in a much more chill zone because yeah. Leah Benson is... I'm bringing the chill. On a chill. <laughs> and then I'll go not back that to you work. Weren't, like, not that you were, like... Overly like anal about certain things previously. Like you didn't make the world spin faster. It's just like 
a little bit more like snappy. And now the world's just like on this nice little mm. rotation. Mm-hmm. When when one goes from having to be on top of it to not having to be. Yeah. It it can be a liberating feeling. Yeah, like the simplest thing is like uh, we have a camera at the shop that Leah got. Um, and I get updates all the time about like motion. Teaching how to turn yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I know. But I was just like, I wonder, like, I, I've, I've learned since how to, like, turn it off. But I was like, I wonder how long it took Leah to, like, learn to turn it off slash want to turn them off because of the threat. You know, it's actually quite a bummer of how many, like, break-ins there have been yeah, sure, shops sure, yeah. recently. Um, but I won't talk about, like, the sadness of that. But just, like, seeing it on my phone, like, your camera spotted someone. And I'm just like... 2 a.m. My partner's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I can't miss bus. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know that reality. Yeah. <laughs> so like all those times I was walking down Alberta at like 3 a.m. and was like waving at your shop. Like, yeah, I saw in, you. In a spiritual like, hi, <laughs> yeah. Gladys. That was, that was You're waking actually you waking them up. You okay. were seen. Oh. I'll, do it from, I'll do it from the other side. But everybody, street. everybody, I'm just like at 2 a.m. I'm just like, hey, thanks for not breaking in. Yeah. So <laughs> you're seen and validated. Yeah. So appreciate. Like, oh, what is it? What is it? Oh, okay, you're, cool. You're yeah, giving cool. me like <laughs> you're giving me shop memories right now because I remember um, before our bike shop for Cycle Portland had security cameras. Like I'm the kind of person that is like 99% sure they locked the door, but I'm not 100% sure I locked the door. And so like yeah. I would lock up the shop and like go home and just start to put things down and then be like, wait, oh, did I lock the shop? So, like, I'd bike back down and be like, oh, yeah, I locked the Man. shop. Mm-hmm. So, I was really happy when we got a camera because I could, like, go on my phone and I always pull the door really hard when I lock it. And I can mm-hmm. be like, oh, there's the sound. Awesome. I don't have to bike back down to the shop. <laughs> what shop was that? Uh, Cycle Portland, Cycle Portland okay. in uh, Old Town Chinatown, downtown Portland. Yeah. I think you've just underlined why I could never own a shop of any kind. Like I wake up in the middle of the night and check my oven, even though I may have never used that oven oh. all day. Yeah, gas Did gas I... oven, electric. No, oven? it's electric. But okay, you so know, safe. it's just it. Is it on? Did or I leave it on? Why something... you should own a shop? Because yeah. mm. I think um, having so many little things to worry about makes you get much better at not worrying uh... about things as much. Yeah, you would create. You realize like there's some perspective to it. Yeah, like a lot of I'm sure and and I'm I don't want to speak for Leah, but like for me with the mistakes that I've made with being in charge of things or security or things of that nature is I'm just like nobody will do this. Like nobody would think about breaking in (laughs) right now. Like nobody would want that. And I think it's just like uh having a high trust in folks and I I hope to never lose that Mm. quality in myself. Um, or giving people the benefit of the doubt and also just knowing that like people do what they need to do and that's fine. Um, but yeah, but if I think if I was like a little bit more like, uh, did I lock the door or things like that, as opposed to now I'm just like, all right, cool. I probably did it. It's perfect. You nice. know? Yeah. I hope to, I hope to get there one day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> with the shop, I'm a little bit more careful. Um, <laughs> but like with my house, it's like, I'm like there's nothing in there. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. We, so this is total segue, but when we first moved to Portland, like we left our house unlocked for two years and then we came home and there was somebody like hanging out inside the house on the couch. Oh. And after that, we didn't leave the house unlocked yeah. anymore. So I feel like, yeah, I mean, the, to, to have that level of like comfort still, mm-hmm. even given Gladys has had mm-hmm. a little bit of trouble with that uh, break-in factor in the past, mm-hmm. um, 
that that's commendable. Oh yeah, I mean, and I think maybe it was read the wrong way, but I, I do, I still lock everything up. It's just that like I have a high confidence level that like I've done it. Gotcha. If that makes sense, it's like I'm a very routine person and very like task oriented, and so if it is in my like itinerary to do it, I know I've done you it. You know it's done. Yeah, like I, I right. if I've cooked. I know I've turned it off because that's that's the last that's part step. of the cooking. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like I clean up, I turn it off. Like that's part of it. So that's just like my personality. Gotcha. But yeah, not to say that anything is better or worse than that. It's oh. just yeah. Quite all right. Yeah, <laughs> the camera gives me notifications. That's it's great. <laughs> yeah. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so while we're in this uh, sort of transition phase, is there anything for posterity of? being on air that you want to tell yourself now that you can look back oh, on yeah. later? What do you oh, want wow. to tell future Cassie? Future Cassie. Wow. Wait, can we do like one more spritz to the microphone of Leah's kombucha that is in? <laughs> thing while I yeah. think real yeah. fast. Constantly under yeah. pressure. It might yeah. happen. Oh. oh. No. 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 I'm just going to have to explode this thing. Yeah. Oh, I think you're going to have to. There's a nice shop sink down the hall. No. <laughs> just, I'm going to wait. Yeah. I think it's worth noting that that high-pressure kombucha was brought to you by Lionheart. Thank you, Lionheart. This is the raspberry harvest that you've got? That it is. Um, where, where did very that fizzy. fine kombucha come from, Eric? Where did that fine kombucha come from? That came from our good friends, the beer mongers on Southeast Division and 12th. That's right. Voted Oregon's best beer bar by... A website that I can't remember right now. <laughs> but who needs that kind of validation when you can go down to the beer mongers and just hang out. Just try it yourself. And have some kombucha or some beer. Look uh, at the stick on the ceiling. Exactly. And strike up a conversation with your neighbor. Um, what are you having, Cassie? Oh, I'm having uh, Wildland Kombucha Mint Lemonade, 16 fluid ounces. Excellent. <laughs> I think I'm like three fluid ounces down and have to pee already. So... Must be good kombucha. It must be good kombucha. Yeah. I'm having the Ex Novo. I thought the appropriate label to pick for tonight was... I like the color scheme on that label. It is a good color scheme, and it's their migratory patterns because one person is migrating in and one person is migrating out. Oh, that's really sweet. It's pretty cool. Um, I'm having, as in it is in my possession, but I am not consuming... You're totally the, sideways right now, right on the soundboard. Right. So that would be <laughs> <laughs> Did you get really nervous for a second yeah, when I, I did that? <laughs> um, the board's waterproof. The, the Hopworks Urban <laughs> Brewery, Brewery Queen of Hearts Imperial Hoppy Red Ale. Also a really cool label on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's some good artwork. Whoever they hired as their designer, they knew what they were doing. Indeed. So thanks, as always, to the Beer Mongers for your generous support of the show. Thank you, Beer Mongers. How's, uh, how's yours doing? It's someday. It's working someday on it. it's going to be settled. It's uh, still just happy to see you. <laughs> it's so, like, oh, sweet. So yeah. back to future casting. Yes, so I was thinking about it as we had that aside. Um, I think right now there's just still, like, a, like we've talked about, it's just like still really fresh. And so there's probably a lot more wisdom that I could pass on to future me. Um that I just can't fully comprehend right now. But uh, I will just say, you know, Cassie, Cassie in the future, just keep having fun with it. Like, just keep um, doing what you know that you're capable of um, and you know that your community is capable of and you know that people want and need and just keep having fun with it. Because I think that business can get 
pretty businessy sometimes. And I just want to have fun. Those are wise words. Well said. Leah, do you have any any uh, words for future Leah? Is it too soon for future Leah? I'm like, what? Yeah. When, <laughs> when is future Leah? I don't know. I think future Leah is going to be just fine, to be honest. She doesn't need my help. She's fine. I hope that future Leah remembers all the feelings that I'm feeling right now Mm. of like pride about the community that I got to be a part of and um, just feeling so grateful for for everything that's happened through Gladys. And I, I, I am not worried about future Leah ever forgetting that. But yeah. Yeah. I also think future Cassie is going to be fine because I'll know future Leah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Future Leo will be like, you got this. What's up, future? <laughs> future Leo will be like, come hang out on the couch. I'm yeah. still experiencing leisure. Yeah, future Cassie will be like, okay, I'll go leisure and have fun with you. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, well, are there any events coming up for Gladys that you'd like folks to know about? And uh, if they haven't already had that name, or if our listeners haven't already had that name in their mind, uh, where can people find Gladys and uh, what are some good ways to get involved with the bike shop if folks are interested? Yeah, good question. Um, so GladysBikes.com is a good platform uh, as well as Instagram and Facebook are good social media platforms if you're just if you're not necessarily needing a full service bike shop, which is what we are. So if you need your bike uh, fixed up or tuned up um, or if you want to buy a bicycle from us or any of the other lovely bike shops that are nearby. Those are ways that you can get involved if you are around physically. Um, and then some events that are coming up this year are ones that we've had, um, but also a couple that are new. Uh, Century Curious, which Leah is still going to be running. Um, so that's an amazing thing that we're all really excited about and the community is really excited about. So I would say like for that, um, stay vigilant on whatever social media works best for you. Um, we have had folks come into the shop and we'll, I'll definitely like just be contacting them when signups come up for that and stuff like that. Um, so that they can get on board and then cross curious as well for cycle cross. Oh, and a century, obviously century curious is like where they go on rides to eventually to a hundred miles and nice. it's just like super fun. Uh, and then, uh, as for me, we'll be doing some mountain biking beginner stuff. Uh, this year in the next two months um so we'll have to it probably won't advertise it as much just because you have to have a little bit smaller numbers um so that'll probably be this year just like more of word of mouth and folks that are have already posed questions and stuff like that but the following year there might be like more things that people can get involved in uh more readily but the gladiators the gladys bike team they're going to be doing like many of their own things too so all the good ways, Instagram, Facebook, GladysBikes.com, biking. I see so many people on uh, Williams and uh, near the Moda Center and on going. Mm-hmm. So if you just like bike, you'll see me <laughs> and you can just like stop, stop me. And I will be like, excuse me, why'd you stop me? And then you can tell. You feel like I heard about it on <laughs> yeah. the Sparkle Podcast. About, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. Excellent. I will add too that uh I am not an Instagram person, but it is if I were the channel I would subscribe to is the Gladys Instagram because you post the best new bike day stories of any shop I've seen. Yeah. Those are those are truly a charm. Yeah, I feel like Leah's 
basically like no offense to the other shops that still do it now but you freaking started it I, like, I don't know if that <laughs> what? I think you did like every, like a lot of shops I think it's great to do and I think every shop should do it because it's an amazing time for people to see like what it is you do and then the excitement that um a shop feels and a person feels about getting a new bike. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've all been there, whether it's used or new or something you've been working on for years, you know, like that time when you actually get to like ride that bike. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so special. And so I'm so glad that other shops have like adopted it. But uh, Leah was then Gladys was like one of the first folks that kind of kept it going. And, and we've been keeping it going as well. Uh, me and Molly, uh, who also does bike fits and works uh, with Gladys, we've been. Can I tell you where the new bike day photos came from? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> when I was doing research for the shop and trying to put together like a communications plan, mm-hmm. I decided that I thought that bike shops were really bad at marketing. Mm-hmm. And um, what I was spending a lot of time doing was looking at pets because I. New I've, pet day? Pets. I've always really wanted a yeah. dog and just can't get one. <laughs> so I follow every single like social media account oh for like gosh. the pixie project and oh, the yeah. Humane society and they always post these post these adorable photos of the dogs and like talk about them and give them a name and talk about their background <laughs> and stuff and i'm like we will do that with bikes yes. <laughs> nice yeah it I, works totally i have not seen happier people on a new bike day instagram yeah. feed than everybody's, with the gladys feed everybody's <laughs> so happy and i think that that's what also sets gladys apart and the people that work there and i don't want to like toot my own horn but like including myself is like when folks come in i genuinely like and we genuinely want to hear like about your experience whether it's on a test ride or on the saddle that you have or Oh, and the saddle library is still fully functional and yeah. always creating. We have a couple new saddles in. Always new butt feels, you know? Yeah. Always new butt feels. So Important. Yeah. And the saddle library is where you can essentially check out a saddle for one week, one saddle at a time. Get to know yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no was, about I was uh, part of the saddle library at one point. How did it yeah. go for it you? Was great. It was interesting that... I tried out this uh, WTB saddle that like was super flat, super thin. Mm-hmm. Loved it, but still ended up with the Brooks saddle. <laughs> yeah. Hey. But you Something like about the... that cutaway? Though. Yeah. You yeah. like mm-hmm. the Brooks though? So, yeah. Yeah. You're Brooks Imperial it. every time. Yeah, I think that's what's great. every time I, I go to get a new saddle, I'll I'll try out a bunch, then still end up with the Brooks Imperial. But that's okay. Like you can like what you like. And also other saddles will still work for you too, you know? That's what's mm-hmm. nice, in a pinch. Yeah. Knowing what you need. Well, Cassie and Leah, thank you so much for taking the time to yeah. thank you. spend with us and to talk about your experiences. Thank you. Being on the show. Good space. Did you open the kombucha? I didn't. I'm, it's probably totally fine to open. I'm just nervous now. Yeah. Probably. I have Carhartt's on. I could totally get soak them up. (laughs) I don't know. Because if it explodes, it's going to be a lot to soak up. Mm. I don't want to do that to someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Double layer. All right. I've I've full on dropped a can in the studio before with it being open. I'm not a risk taker. (laughs) It was the previous studio, though. We haven't spilled in this studio yet. Well, you got to break it in. (laughs) (laughs) You just do one of these. You don't have any red wine on you, do you? (laughs) I know. I'm still reliving that. I'm like, God. How many times do I have (laughs) to How many cats do I have to spill? (laughs) I've been in like a white wine zone, personally. Red wine has just been like, I don't know, a little too rich for Mm. me. 
I'll drink it for you. Yeah. <laughs> you can have it. I love, I love, I love, I love don't, don't ever use that. You know, Tim I, Mooney, ladies and oh, sorry. No, you're good. We're just so excited to hear Tim again. Yes. After you, Aaron. Tim Mooney, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I love your voice, Tim, because we're going to see you soon, and I'm excited for you to visit. Yay! Uh, March 18th is the Oregon Field Guide viewing party at Evolution Fitness for Maria and Maddie's wonderful adventure out to the Oregon coast. Um, March 21st, the Fernway Food Co-op Hike version two with ashley lance indeed i'm gonna go on that oh yeah. nice yeah, i'm awesome. very excited let us know how it goes the may 9th date happens to contain an event called mohawk valley century at armitage park metric in eugene. century oh yes metric century thank you very at armitage different. park in eugene oregon so if you don't think you can handle a century but you want a long ride try metric century it's like what like 60 miles 60 something I'll defer to you. I'm I'm not good at metric. I'm I'm hoping to get a little better before next month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're gonna get a crash course pretty soon. I, ju- yeah. I just switched all of my GPS stuff into metric yeah. yesterday, uh, in, in prep for it. I I once tried to do all of my um, temperatures in Celsius. Oh, I love Celsius. I mean, it makes sense, but it's still hard when you're like talking to somebody else and you're like. Oh, yeah, it's 32 degrees, and they're like, it's not that cold. And you're like, no, it's no, no. really hot. <laughs> it's 32 <laughs> degrees Celsius. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Just remember, my my favorite thing about both is they meet at negative 40. So <laughs> if, if you need to remember one number, just remember negative 40. Well, so when you're in Eagle, Wisconsin? Sure. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Or Rhinelander? <laughs> yeah. yeah, or Conover. Yeah, we, we've had those Home moments. of the Hodag? Yeah, where I'm like, negative 40. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> I remember that from being a kid. Yeah. Nice. You're like, I'm really freaking cold, but at least my temperatures are on parity. The thermometer yeah. is the same on both sides now. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's, that's, I'm sure, a thing up there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like obligatory shout out to Joshua, who's on the Kelvin scale. Oh, yes. Uh, June 13th is the Hophead 100 in Independence, Oregon. That's probably an actual, cen- or sorry, an imperial units century. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Imperial Units, August 15th, the Swift Summit 200-100 mile version 4 in Lebanon, Oregon. And August 16th is the Swift Summit Northwest Hill Climb, location unknown. Still. Mm-hmm. Second Thursday of every month is the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis. And the first Friday of every month is the San Francisco Bike Party. The second Friday of every month is the Boston Bike Party. Also the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. Also also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party. And the third Friday of every month is the San Jose Bike Party. And the last Friday of every month is the Baltimore Bike Party. The first Saturday of every month in portland is the civil unrest ride which by the way i heard a rumor that they might be featured in film by bike uh, can you confirm or deny this as I an insider wish i could i, I can't actually i, I oh, don't know oh oh, oh. <laughs> i literally don't I'm, know this I'm year i'm spreading rumors now no it was it was on civil unrest instagram <gasps> okay yeah Interesting. That's so great. Sounds like public information. <clears throat> you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Hard-hitting journalism. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the second Sunday of every month in Portland, the Corvidi Bike Club ride. The last Sunday of every month is the Vintage Classic Ride in Huntsville, Alabama. And speaking of film by bike, some upcoming film by bike tour dates. Columbus, Ohio, March 1st. Idaho Falls, March 5th. Ithaca, New York, March 10th. Bend, Oregon, March 19th. Pittsburgh, March 22nd. Bend, Oregon, April 16th. Sacramento, California, where I lost my place. It's May 6th. And here in Portland, the 18th annual film by bike, May 14th through the 17th at the Hollywood Theater. And in June 25th in Crested Butte, Colorado, and in Alvdal, Norway. Norwegians, please tell us how to actually pronounce this town's name. (laughs) September 4th. Call in. Call in right now. (laughs) It's spelled A L V D A L. <laughs> Norwegians, please tell us how to pronounce this. Because we know we're probably doing it wrong, and we appreciate you doing us a solid by telling us how wrong we are. Because that's how we know we've learned something. Exactly. That's beautiful. And hey, now for... we don't have headlines. Oh, okay. But you know what we do have? What do we have? We got mail. Couldn't have said it better myself, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was me. I did sing that so long ago. In regards. Gosh, I didn't know you were a recording artist. Oh, yeah. I don't know if. (laughs) Oh, because we're recording this. Right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We're recording artists once a week, at least. Uh, Regarding episode 490, Mr. T Talks Bike Builds, Spartan Dale writes in to say. OMG, I just re-listened to this ep, and I still love the discussion on tires, bottom brackets, and cranks. I'm looking to upgrade my 1986 Fuji Club from a 5242 double to a 46 triple, and found your discussion really helpful. Nice. Thanks, guys. On that subject, I just came across those tires that Mr. T gave me. Ooh. And I will be putting those on now that the weather is much drier. Nice. That's going to be fun. Uh, and for people like me who couldn't remember what the tires were... <laughs> What are those tires? They're like really smooth are tires. They the, uh, <laughs> the, I, I call them Seattle tires. Are they the Seattle Renee tires? Hurst. What's that? I, the Renee Hurst ones they used to be compass. Walls. I don't know. Yeah. I think it is the compass. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they are compass tires. Okay, sweet. Uh, now called Renee Hurst. Compass Interesting. For really? Longer. Yeah. Like Renee Hurst like bought compass or Renee did... Hurst has always owned compass. For a while they just had a different name for the company. Now it's no just kidding. all under the same umbrella. Yeah, still great okay. tires the though. More you know. Yeah, totally. I'm glad I asked cuz I I can never like compass is one of those words that just falls through my brain. So That's... I just remember Seattle and then I look up tire companies in Seattle to mm-hmm. find it. That's me with Segway. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm not not like like the, the thing the scooter the, the, the thing like, that the people tours. ride. I'm always like yeah. that thing. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Dan asks, "What? Which do... Dan is this? Is this? Uh, it just says Dan. Okay. Uh, we can make some guesses, but Dan asks, <laughs> uh, "What do five timers patches looks like?" In reply to our episode five hundred, and we did bring some in today. So, Aaron's going to grab the patches out. Of the pack. Wouldn't it be so anticlimactic if I find out I didn't bring them? Then you could just delete it out of the Oh, this podcast. is true. Be I fine. don't need to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are those... I see them in here. He reaches into his oh, 
bicycle tire tote bag. Number five. Yeah. Wait, what? The number five patch. It's a patch. Number, number five. It's true. We're being on Is the it? Show five times. <gasps> I've been on the show five times. <laughs> You've been on the show five times. At least, actually. It's oh my god. Like oh yeah. Closer to a little overdue. Six or seven. That <laughs> means that I've been on the show point zero one percent of your episodes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. One of 500. Yeah. Of five. That's, five is a whole percentage. Is it? Of 500? Yes. You're right. Lisa totally had it. Point yeah. zero 0.01. Wait, you said. Point what? Zero yeah. One. Yeah. yeah. What am I saying wrong? What? It would what? be if she was on the show 50 times. 50 times. Yeah. That would be That would 5%. be a percent. One no. percent of 500 is. No, no. No, that's 10%. Wait, that's 10 I think we're all bad at math. Oh, God. Okay. You're right. Yeah, no, you're right. So if the Dan that asked about this is my brother Dan, mm. who is an actual mathematician, please write back to me and tell me what the percentile is. Dan, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, you got it right, <laughs> what's though. This, what's the quadratic equation to figure this out? How Wait. do I solve for x? Five divided by five hundred. It's point zero one. Point zero one. Yeah, Leo's is... on it. No. Oh no, then it is. It's five hundred divided then... by oh, five. Yeah. Oh. Yep. No, that see that totally through my brain. Yeah. If it if it equals in decibels just point zero one. Just times five by one hundred. Oh, okay. I promise you it's a full percentage. I know it's not I it's... know it is. You know why? Because the part that we didn't do is once you do the division, you have to multiply it by one hundred. Yeah, exactly. But, but to be fair, you did express it as a fraction. Thank you. Or as a decimal, excuse the me. A decimal. You did. So yes. y- yeah. you were totally correct in expressing it as a decimal. You know what? Also, just like good for all of us for like really turning our brains for that one. Yeah. yeah. Because like we could have <laughs> yeah. just been like, okay, yeah, and then just moved on. But I'm so we, excited. Get, get that Leah five time <laughs> we, patch as yeah. a, as a also, light. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that you so confidently wanted to percentage it. And then it was like, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. But this goes to show if you just say something uh-huh. with enough Bullshit. confidence. <laughs> yeah. Forgive we'll her. Right she behind said you at least 10 for a little while. Jello shots. <laughs> That's like 1% of a jello shot. Yeah. <laughs> you can have 100 That's more. OLCC is going to eat that up. <laughs> well, Dan, we're going to post a photo. Of what the five timers patches looks like, perhaps. Oh, it's funny is I thought you guys were talking about like tire patches or oh, like gotcha. tube patches, and I was like, oh wow, cool, something I haven't seen. I was like, they, I wouldn't you put could that on my use tube. it as a tire. It might not work, but you could definitely use it as a tire patch. I don't know. Give it a try. It's yeah. a Boy Scout patch. Do a product in review theory, for us. So. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm retired. I'm, I'm what stuck, else do I? Have I'm to stuck do? in the middle of on my way to Larch Mountain and I got a flat so I'm going to try this five time patch mm-hmm. oh it doesn't work I like that cause I like, didn't bring anything else so I have I have these uh, I have this like keychain that I got from a tour in California I don't uh, think you can patch a tire with a keychain well well, so like my fear because it's on my seat is always that somebody's going to steal my seat and then I'll lose my keychain oh yeah but if you have a five time patch and you don't want anybody to steal it you put it as a tube patch in your back wheel <laughs> and then, and then unless they take the, the whole bike patch. you're always going to have your little memento <laughs> That's true. Yes. Good point. Good point. Good point. I never would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> I will try See, to put my keychain into my tube now. You know that whole. Luck. You know that whole like dollar trick mm-hmm. with like a a tire that you know has gone bare, like has a, a substantial hole. You 
kind of boot it with a dollar. Mm-hmm. So I had this genius idea of booting it with a $10 bill, thinking like, okay, so now I've got this $10 bill in case of emergencies. And I actually tried to use it one time. I took the tire off, and it's just like muck. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> like, it's like water. Like, yeah. Got, yeah. got thought, into the hole. Oh, that's so funny. Like, kind of like trying to piece it together. Oh, I thought no, the $10 I I just, bills were 10% stronger. They are not. Oh, okay. I, we're I big on percentage. They might be yeah. 0.01% stronger, but it's not enough. Gotcha. Richard so, W. writes in uh, episode 497, I love The Expanse, exclamation mark times five. The books are great, too. That's what I've heard. Oh, The Expanse, the show. Yes. Yes, I've been meaning to get into the books, but yeah. I don't want it to ruin the show for me. I, in my, I've talked to a few people since this episode has come out, and I get the distinct impression that, if anything, the books are better than the show. So I don't think the books could ruin the show. Well, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, just like, it's usually, because if you go books to show, you're just like, ugh. But, but it, that's, that's why I don't want to read the books, because oh. the books will be like, you know, so much better than I'd watch the show and be like, oh, this was so much better in the book. Well, we could, you could wait till the final season comes out, which is yeah. the final book comes out. And then you could wait till the final season comes out and then just do it as like a, as like a, as two distinct objects or something It's basically like, like the two of you are speaking Norwegian right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, well, I get well, the premise that like one thing spoils the other, but... Mm. That, yeah, I mean, that yeah. was basically it. Is, it. is it worth knowing that it's a science fiction show? No, that's great. I feel okay. like that was implied because mm-hmm. you watched it. Because we both yeah. nerded yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, and somebody wrote in about it. <laughs> Richard W. Is, Richard W. is going to save if it our... Was like, if it was just like regular literature, we would not be talking about this and no one no, would write it. Nobody would write yeah. it about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I uh, am 10 pages away from Watership Down. I couldn't finish oh, really? it before the episode. Mm. So I'm like on tenterhooks. Oh, really? About what happens? Are you, wait, are you talking about like the BBC? Oh, uh, the um, book by Ron. yeah, yeah, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you mean never mind. I thought wow, when you, you said episode, I thought you were talking about that. like a mini series oh, that the BBC no, put out. No, I was just, I was, oh. I was just trying the episode to, like, in which we referenced. I guess it was like a, down. like a not was... home home. It, I I read classic literature. I was reading Watership <laughs> Down. That people told me that things happen in the end of it, and I was like, this yeah. book's a little. Like hard to get through, but I mean, I don't think classic literature is any better. Oh, okay. Or more noble. I just try to spread 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 my brain around. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Read what you like. Was I getting defensive? That was weird. Uh, You did have your hands (laughs) propped on your hips for those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, okay. We love you just. Yeah, (laughs) it's just good. Speaking of living things just the way they are, Richard W. Thank (laughs) you for your patience throughout this dialogue. He does. End his comment by saying, there is one part in the later books where bikes are used for transportation. What? So it is relatable. Nice. That's all I have that, to say. <laughs> okay, so now I got to read the books. There we go. That You, you got them over the edge. Yep. There is a, there is a great series of, of science fiction books that do feature bikes. Um, oh. It's, it's a, uh, what is that, anthology collection where various writers send in yeah is that is that what it's I think called? so yes yeah um it's put together by microcosm oh, oh cool. nice. bikes in space or there was bike zombies um they're all really good though mm-hmm. and uh we might get a chance to catch up with the folks <gasps> yes. at microcosm we're hoping uh, oh yeah speaking so- of that i actually have something to say yeah, about please. that for folks that are in the five thousand other listeners here um i want a little 
aside from the saddle library, I want to have just like a little zine library, Ooh. which is just like take one, leave one, or you could just like take them all and I'll just like refill them. I don't care. I'm not trying to make <laughs> money off of it basically, but also not trying to like spend a bunch of money. Sure. Uh, so if folks have a zine that is uh, driving them wild. It doesn't have to be bike related too. just anything or one that they made. Uh, should I say the address of the shop they can send it to? Sure. I mean, yeah. you want people to come into your shop anyway. Yeah, yeah, but the if they're goal. not here, if they're not, like, if they could just, like, send it in the mail. Oh, I think that but, makes it, like, yeah. even cooler. Right? Yeah, like, send it, because, like, I don't know, Maine, Portland is, like, pretty popular sometimes. It's, it's a pretty yeah. cool place. But they're not going to come into the shop unless they're visiting. Uh, 2905 Northeast Alberta Street, Portland, Oregon, 97211. Let's do this again. Yeah. So... Where do we send our zines? Send zines. Bike-related or not bike-related. Doesn't matter. 2905 Northeast Alberta Street, Portland, Oregon, 97211. For all to read. All to share. <laughs> for people. Yeah, for the people. <laughs> zines for the people. Zines for the people. <laughs> and Microcosm's great, because like, I can go in there and just grab like a handful of stuff, yeah. and people will like it. Indeed. Yeah. Well, well, I have a zine or two I'd like to donate for yeah. the cause. Um, I've been sitting on. I'm, it's a lot going to be a lot better than sitting in boxes when I'm in a different country for a little bit. Yeah, cool. Um, yes, because it's it's getting read about every month at my house, but <laughs> oh, other right people on. should read it too. Yes. <laughs> well, that's it. Cool. We've we've reached the end of all things. Leah, thanks for coming in. Happy five times. Thank you. Five times. Yes. That's so impressive. Proud. You're not only part of the Five Time Club, but you are the first person to receive a Five Time Club patch. What? On air. Yes. I feel so cool. <laughs> Other people so cool. will be receiving that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We we know who you are. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna get at you. If you find me, they're now on my person. So if you find me and you've been on five times. They're Tell in me. your tire. But don't forget. <laughs> I was the first. Yes. Leah was the first. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> Cassie, you're on the board now, so four more times. All right, yeah, four Patch more times, yours. yeah. I'm on, yeah, <laughs> through the dark. You got this. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. Yeah, yeah. have to keep keep things interesting. Yeah. have to be interesting enough to be on here five times. Invite your brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it works for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you on That's anytime. That's where Boat Month came That's from. That's where Boat Month That's came right. from. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Your brother was, was taking a boat, a boat down the, the Mississippi, Mississippi, and yeah. we talked to him about it. Boat month. And then, yeah, it became a thing. Boat month. Hi, Brock. (laughs) (laughs) Happy boat month, everyone. Happy boat month. Happy boat month. All right. right. So how should we read these? Do you have a suggestion for how we should read these? Oh. Outros in a voice and affectation of some kind? Like slightly more high-pitched than you normally would be? Slightly more high-pitched. Yeah, slightly more high-pitched. But not like exaggerated high pitch just slightly, slightly. More. or norwegian death metal <laughs> high pitch slightly higher pitched norwegian, norwegian death, death metal. metal yeah i will do high pitch norwegian death metal <laughs> yeah is there any other that's kind? more like thrash no, slightly <laughs> higher pitch norwegian death. oh right because oh <laughs> all right i well, believe we'll in you shot. yeah mm-hmm. wait slightly high pitched norwegian death metal i think I think I can make this happen. All right. Yeah, you're jamming. You, you ready? Over there. You ready? Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
The Sparkin' Podcast is produced at X-Ray FM Studios thanks to the generous support of our Patreon supporters and listeners. Our website is thesparkinpodcast.com. Email to thesparkinpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9775. Put it in the Instagrams at Sparkin Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. And her perfect headless sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our sustaining donor, Shadowfoot, Wayne Norman, Everguy Everson. Carmen Lee and Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney. Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss. Todd Parker, Dan Gibbard. Who's, who's a, a time, time traveler? Dave Knows. Chris Smith, who was on pretty recently, Caleb Jackson, <laughs> J.P. Cooley. Good luck in your next bid. It was nice Chris to see you this week. <laughs> Peter Butter, John Matt, Marcolo, Rich, Otterstrom. Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna. I'll be home soon, Anna. Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, oh, that's self-referential, Aaron Green, <laughs> author of We Were Like Sons and founder of the Rick Greenery. Campside, Magnus David, Nathan Poulton, Rory and Michigan, Michael Florida, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman, Harry Hugo, EJ Federer, Brad Hipwell, Thomas Cato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tapp, Jason Offenberg, Macrocosm Publishing, David Moore, Todd Grossbeck, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Sean Baird, Simon Gregory Bates, wait, Ryan Morrow, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks, Marshall, Paula, Afuna, Take, Sakul, Crow, Philip M. Spartan, Dale, No Relation, Mr. T, who never really left. Black Initiative, Kiwen, oh, Sarah G. Adam D. Go dig a hole, Beth Hammond. Greg Murphy, Myra Martinez, and Oso. Isaac M. David C., our newest donor, 503. And to all of our four more donors who helped us rock this far. Now, rock your teeth. And brush your tooth to bed. <laughs> and go to bed. Yes. <laughs> go to bed. That was so lovely. <laughs> you really stuck with it. Way to commit. I didn't see That's... any faulty. Like you get nobody faded. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Nobody faded. <laughs>